All right, guys. Um, welcome to another episode of Hundred、uh, Books a Year with Kevin.、Um, today, let's talk about another fundamental topics, right? Kind of、uh, as a refresher, if you will. Let's talk about like what is money, right?、Um, I remember、um, I listened to this podcast all the time,、uh, created by this guy called Robert Bleedlove.、Um, what is money show?、Um, it's like a pro Bitcoin kind of a discussion, which is really fascinating, right? And then. Um, that guy is a beast. Like he just like create like hours and hours of content. I just cannot follow. I just I cannot catch a break. Right? It is like impossible. So, um, Ray Dalio kind of did this in his book as well. I think the purpose of this is to kind of compare and contrast, and then to be able to make a you know argument towards the end, right? And then. We kind of touch on the three phases of you know、uh, world order, right? The、um, the rising phase, the at the top phase, and the decline phase, right? And we kind of go into this、uh, discussion on money, on credit, on like how the fi- financial system works, and what exactly is money, right? Like money by definition is. Is the medium of exchange that can, that can also be used as a storehold of wealth. So, a medium and、uh, of um exchange it means currency, right? It means something that you can transact. So as a a storehold of wealth, meaning that you are storing it between getting the assets and then you know uh you know spending the assets. So this is kind of the framework that we have to build is. What is the relationship between money, credit, and wealth? And that's what we're gonna to touch on on the next episode. So, in order for us to have this transaction, right, we need to have、um, people that lend money. We need to have people that borrows money, right? This is kind of like a macroeconomic kind of a situation. So, with debt, is a promise to deliver money.、Um, so, is like an IOU, right, and When people lend money, right? When lenders lend, they assume that there will be money, the principal, right? The amount of money that you borrow plus interest, so they can buy more goods than holding on to it. And for the borrowers, right? From the perspective of a borrower, they use the money productively, and then they're trying to earn a profit, and then they're trying to pay the loan back, and. We also have this thing called the outstanding loan, right? Meaning that the loan that you haven't paid back yet, right? It's like the whole concept of outstanding loan. It's interesting because it is an asset for the、uh, for the lender, right? Because that is the money that is going to come back afterwards plus interest. An example of this would be like bond, right? Like you know, if you're like、uh, purchasing like government bond, then that's going to be an asset for the lender, but An outstanding loan is going to be a liability for the borrower because it's debt. So the like the purpose of this particular、um, definition session is that we can apply this to the macro economy. So let's say if a country that issue a lot of bonds, right, is actually an asset, right, and then. The country that's borrowing like a, like a, a lot of money that's actually a liability, right? So it, so if we can understand these principles and we can boil it up to a wide range of situations, we can kind of get a sense of what the macro will look like days from now, months from now, years from now. So 
here's kind of like the thing that I learned the most from this this uh, particular chapter, and then thinking about this on a macro level is most of the government issued debt has no intrinsic value. Let me repeat that. Most of the government issued debt has no intrinsic value. So they're essentially just accounting entries. And, and, and that is what I think Radar is trying to express here is it is a scary transaction, right? Um, I read a couple of books. I think I talked about that book on this podcast before. This was probably like a year ago, year, year and a half ago. Um, called uh, the debt myth, right? It says a, a, a proponent that uh, I think her name is a Stephanie somebody. Um, so if you Google the deficit uh, myth and if you Google the author name, a Stephanie, it'll pop up. Um, the whole idea behind this is the modern monetary theory, right? I think Bernie Sanders was like, backing her and whatnot. And he was briefly, uh, sorry, she was briefly uh you know, working for Bernie, I think 2018 or something crazy like that. But here's the thing, right? Is that we just cannot really deviate, uh, deviate enough or a lot from the basic fundamental value of accounting or of finance, right? And Ray Dalton said, this is where system breaks down is that, you know, because of this complex relationship between borrowers and lenders between different nations, if if a currency value fall or get destroyed, then the system breaks down, right? Because this entire system of borrower and lender, one party thinking about it as an asset, the other party is thinking about it as a liability, this type of dance doesn't work anymore. And you will see kind of the system kind of just become malfunction. And then the system break down when the wealth shift is, a wealth shift in a big way, right? So whenever you have like the big player, right? Like the big player with money, when they have less money, then they kind of bring all the relationship down with them, right? And this is kind of will be affecting the market and the and the uh, economy right there. So the point that I'm trying to make or Ray is trying to make with this particular session is very, very simple is go back to the basics, right? Trying to understand um, from, from a, from a um, economics or accounting fundamentals perspective, right? Is really what we're doing rational right now, right? And then uh, in the book, Ray always brought up this whole COVID, you know, uh, what's it called? The uh, young people call it the astimis, right? Like the, the uh, checks and whatnot, right? Uh, it was like 1600, 1200, and 1400, whatever, right? And then the, the, like the thing that we're trying to kind of figure out is, is that really good for, macro, for a macroeconomic um, macro outcomes and is it really good for our economy? And for my personal, personal opinion, I feel like the first one was probably necessary, but the second one, you can make a argument that eh, probably not right in, by the end of 20, uh, 2020 and then the last one that we got I think it was uh, March of 2021 that one I don't think it's necessary at all right so um, again right the whole purpose of this podcast is to kind of cover the fundamentals with you guys and then kind of let you guys make your own decisions kind of how do we evaluate or how do we judge 
fundamentals or how do we judge the macroeconomic trend or the um, economic policy of a certain country. So uh, that's it. So thank you guys for listening. And then uh, if you like the podcast, subscribe and share with your friends. And then uh, we're going to touch on, we're probably going to have one or two more episodes on this book. So we're going we're gonna to see. And then uh, you guys have a good day. All right. Bye.